Welcome to Starting Sustainability, Episode 8, titled, Keep Your Clothes On. I'm your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I'm so glad that you're joining me today. For those of you who are new to Starting Sustainability, this is a podcast about how to start living a sustainable lifestyle. I believe everyone can do just a little bit more to help the environment. I'm not asking that you do everything I talk about. Just pick one or two new things to incorporate into your life and see how you do. When I started this journey, I looked on the internet for sustainable ideas, and I found it very confusing and overwhelming to navigate what to do and the right way to do it. Therefore, I created my own website, which is startingsustainability.com, and a podcast, the one that you're listening to, to introduce some of these items or ideas and help explain how to use them or how to do them properly and why it makes a difference. Today, our topic for this episode, episode number eight, is keep your clothes on, a focus on fashion and its footprint. Before we get to that, I want to discuss what is going on in Kalen's world. My son started walking this past weekend. So we are very excited (laughs) and terrified at the same time. (laughs) It's amazing how quickly they pick it up. He took four steps, and that was impressive. And then the next day he took seven or eight steps, and that was impressive a handful of times. And it's been about five days, and now he's walking up and down the sidewalk. Four houses. He'll just walk and walk and walk. I mean, he'll stop and trip and fall down every once in a while. It's no big deal. He just gets right back up and keeps on walking. He's so determined. I'm very, very proud of him. That's my proud mama moment. Another cool thing I wanted to talk to you about was a friend of mine went to the county fair and there was a booth. I don't even remember what it was about, but they gave her a business card and she thought it was the coolest thing in the world. She turned around and gave it to me the next day at work. I said, what is this? She goes, oh, it's a business card. Check it out. And it had, I mean, it was a normal business card. It had the company name and their contact information. But on the bottom it said, this card is sustainable. It's a sustainable business card. What makes it sustainable? It has seeds in the paper of the business card. So when you're done with the business card, once you've taken your contact and put it in your phone or your email list or whatever, once you've put it electronic form and you don't need the paper version anymore, you can now, it has instructions on the back to just bury it in soil and water and watch wildflowers grow. What a really neat concept. That just made my day. And that she thought about me. That was very nice of her. Thank you. Another thing that I noticed that I wanted to talk to you about is Amazon, the Amazon packages. Everybody loves Amazon, including me. I love Amazon. And even though I would buy a bunch of sustainable products from Amazon, they would come in a big plastic bag, (laughs) the Amazon package. You know, I'm talking about the, the mailer bag that's plastic with the little bubbles on the inside. They would come in that. And it frustrated me because that's really not recyclable. And a while ago, now I'm terrible with timing. I don't remember exactly the date and time. That's why I'd be a really bad, (laughs) so I'd be a really bad witness if I ever got called in. Do you remember where you were on April 6, 2010? No, I don't remember where I was in April. (laughs) I have no idea. I would be the worst one. Anyways, my point is it was a while ago. I cannot tell you the time frame because my brain just doesn't compute stuff like that. It was a while ago. I saw a thing going around on Facebook, a petition to force Amazon into recyclable packaging. 
And then all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, I got a package from Amazon and it was 100% brown paper. I was so excited about that. I said, wow, this is all, it's a brown paper bag. And it's, they found a way to, there was multiple layers to it. So it was thick and fluffy and it protected the contents on the inside. I thought, wow, this is so neat. I actually took a picture and shared it with all my friends on Facebook. I thought it was the coolest thing. And then after that, never again. It was a one and done deal. I never got the recyclable brown paper back. All I got was the plastic stuff again, except this time I noticed it had a how to recycle dot info on it. It had a little symbol, the little recycling symbol in a rectangle, and it said how to recycle dot info. And that is how H O W two, the number two, recycle dot info. Uh huh, that's interesting. So I checked it out, and it's a website. And it's to help educate consumers how to recycle products. And then I started noticing it on other consumer products. I noticed it on my son's cereal box. And I've noticed it on other packaged items and how to recycle the packaging of the items. So that's really cool. So I went to the website and I found out. So you cannot put that in the recycling bin that gets picked up by the curb. You do have to take it to a special store because that type of plastic is very similar to the plastic sacks that you get at Walmart or Target or at the grocery store. I want to apologize to everybody because I am very sick. <laughs> so I sound very different and I you're hearing pauses because I keep trying to muffle coughs and sneezes and clear my throat. So I, I do want to apologize for that. I'm going to continue with the podcast. I just want to explain what's going on. I was hoping I could get on through the podcast without too much of an issue, but it's starting to become an issue that I'm noticing. Anyways, we'll get back to it. I am very happy uh, for Amazon for reaching out and educating the consumers on how to recycle their packaging and, and their products. That's really wonderful and hats off to them. So now that makes me proud to become an Amazon affiliate. I'm excited about it because for you, I can talk about all of these products that are sustainable on my podcast and now I can link them to my website. So you can just go to startingsustainability.com and click the sustainable products page and see everything that I've talked about. And right there is a direct link to Amazon. Now, as an affiliate, I will get a small commission, but I want to let you know that it's at no additional cost to you. You're paying the same price whether you go in through your own personal Amazon account or if you go through my website, which will then link you to yours. So you're still going to get your prime membership and free shipping and all of that stuff. So I'm, I'm excited about that. That was a little bit of work to get that done, but I'm happy to do that for you to make things simpler for you. I also started a Facebook group. <laughs> it's, guess what it's called? <laughs> Starting Sustainability. I know I get really creative on these titles, but yeah, so you can go to Facebook, search groups and search Starting Sustainability and you'll find my group. Please request to join. I'm happy to approve and get you in. I didn't want to make it public for it. It's public as in it's easy to find, but I didn't want just anybody to be able to join because that's when you start getting the robots and all of some other unwanted things that become a hassle. So it's not a private group, but it's public to find, but you have to become a member to be a part of it. And that's just to reduce a lot of unwanted riffraff going on. But I am excited about it because it's a it's designed to be a helpful community. So if you have questions about any products that you got, if you're looking for something, if you don't even know it exists, it's a great place to ask the questions. And not just me, but everybody will help share their answers. If you 
have achieved something wonderful, like you started using reusable straws, or you found really awesome shampoo bars, that's the place to share it so everybody can find out. I'm really happy about this. This has been a goal of mine for a while, so I'm glad that we got this up and running. So please check it out if you get a chance. I do know that the podcast, Starting Sustainability, is hard to find because it is still very new. And if you go into Spotify or iTunes or anywhere and you search Starting Sustainability, there will actually be about 60 podcasts that show up. Even though mine's the only one that has that specific title, everybody else will show up because of the number of subscribers and the ratings. So if you are enjoying this, thank you so much for finding it. And if you enjoy it and you want to share it with other people, they're probably also going to have a hard time finding it. I have found out that you can actually search my name, Kaylin Chenoweth, which unfortunately is not a simple name. (laughs) I always have to spell it out, so I'm going to spell it out for you now. Kaylin is K-A-Y-L-I-N, and my last name is Chenoweth, like the actress Kristen Chenoweth. So my last name is Chenoweth, C-H-E-N-O-W-E-T-H, Chenoweth. And then it's very easy to find because I'm the only one (laughs) with that name. So then it's easy to find. I am now on iTunes 100%. That was kind of back and forth for a little bit. I have been approved, so now I am on iTunes. So it makes it easier to find. If you do like the show, the best way that you can show your support is to give me a five-star rating. If you haven't done so already, if you have, thank you, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. But please, when you get a chance, do that five-star rating. It's only going to make it even easier for others to find. Okay, now that we have recapped everything that's going on in my world and business-wise, let's get to to the hot topic of the day, which is keep your clothes on, which is a focus on the fashion industry. So there are a handful of issues with the fashion industry, the number one issue being called fast fashion. If you don't know what that is, (laughs) it's a term to describe the speed at which fashion designs move from the design concept to the fashion product available for purchase and is usually characterized by high volume, low margin, fast pace, cheap, and disposable items. And I got all of that from Jennifer Nini, who is from Eco Warrior Princess. That's her blog. She has a lot of good information on that blog as well. So basically, fast fashion is designed to increase the number of purchases because the fashion is changing rapidly. It's changing every season. The quality is lower, so it won't last, and it's forcing you to buy more. Kind of crooked, I think. Here's some more interesting facts. On average, women wear a piece of clothing only seven times before it is thrown away, and that comes from the group One Million Women in their website. 84% of all unwanted clothes ends up in landfills, and that's according to Newsweek. 73 million Tons of clothing are thrown away every year. Again, that's from one million women. 20% of Goodwill in thrift stores is retailed. So of everything that gets donated to Goodwill and other thrift stores, only 20% actually makes it to their racks to be retailed. For everything else, they'll call a for-profit textile recycling company who will come and buy it by the pound. And then the clothes from there, they either get ground down and reprocessed or they get cut up and used as industrial rags. That comes from Atlantic.com in their business section, and the article is called, Where Does Discarded Clothing Go? These are mind-boggling statistics. So what can you do to help change these statistics? That's the question of the day. 
Well, the simple answer is join a nudist colony. <laughs> but if you live up north, it gets pretty cold. So I do want you to keep your clothes on. But there are other things that you can do. And no, you're not limited to just buying burlap or loincloths. Remember, this is a middle ground. So this, this is great for beginners, for intermediate, for the advanced. We're going to discuss all of it. I have all these challenges set up to hit all ends of the spectrum. So that's, that's what we're going through right now. So if you are new, if you're a beginner when it comes to being sustainable and eco-focused, here is your challenge. I want you to go through your closet. Anything that you don't want should be donated or repurposed. And if it has holes or stains on it, then definitely repurpose it. Because if you donate that, they're just going to keep send it on its way. They're not going to even sell that. If you're not creative and you don't know what to do, Pinterest is amazing at this. Just search things to do with t-shirts, things to do with leftover jeans. There are a whole bunch of things that you can do. And if you are not skilled or crafty at doing, a lot of these are meant to be do-it-yourself and very simple. You can do it on your own. You can do it with your kids. You could even gift it to somebody who is crafty, like me. And I can make dog toys and all sorts of crazy things. I've made purses. I've made grocery bags. I've made all sorts of stuff with leftovers. Once you get through that process, the next one is to learn how to repair. You don't have to be strong at this, just the basics. Learn the basics of sewing, how to put buttons on, if you have a hole, how to stitch it up. I actually swapped clothes with one of my nieces. Remember, my family's a little bit different. I'm the youngest of eight, so I have nieces that are around my age. And anyways, she was giving up a shirt that she had just gotten, never even worn, because she bought it and didn't realize it at the time that where the sleeve attached to the main part of the shirt was a hole. It wasn't torn. It was when they sewed it, they just missed that little section. Somehow the sewing machine, I guess, got off of track. So there was this little hole, but the fabric was still good. No rip, no tear. So I was just able to do it by hand. And just it took me probably less than four minutes to get out the needle and find thread that matched, get out a needle, cut it put the thread through the hole of the needle, tie it up, hand stitch it, close it off. Just watch a couple of YouTube videos. It's so simple to learn basic sewing skills. Your mom can help you, your sister, your aunt. Somebody will have basic sewing skills. You don't have to be a whiz at the seam, being a seamstress. Just get the basics in just to do that, and you'll make your clothing last a whole lot longer. If that's too much, you can take it to someone to repair. There are seamstresses who can repair clothing items. You can search Google for seamstress or alterations, and these are the people to hunt for to repair your clothing items. You love to pay. Honestly, it's really not that bad. It's, it's pretty cheap. It's cheaper than a brand new clothing item. When it comes to your shoes, cobblers do exist. You are going to have to hunt a little bit, but cobblers do exist. My husband does this for his work boots. He got very expensive work boots, and at the end of about a year's time, the sole is worn down and the inside cushioning is all broken down so he'll just go get a new sole and cushioning on his work boot which is half the price of new work boots that's the way to do it make it last longer and you're also keeping the local people employed and supporting locally if you do need to buy new items because sometimes you're in a situation where you do need items search for good quality items Remember, the fast fashion is cheap quality. It's designed to fall apart, so you have to keep buying more. So you are going to have to hunt a little bit. Search for the good quality items and get ones that are going to stay in style and last a long time. This is the classic items. 
like black dress pants, a white button-up collar, cardigans, jeans. These stay in style a long time. If it's something, I remember when the the skirt with the diagonal cut first came out, that was so trendy, and then it switched to high in the front and long in the back, and then it switched to a wrap skirt, and then, you see what I'm saying? It, it, every year it was changing, actually, almost every season it was changing. So get get the classic looks that you know are going to last a long time. When you're trying to find good quality clothing, it's a little hard to know where to start. So I literally sent out a thing on Facebook. I, I put on a pair of socks one day because I was going to go for a run. I said, man, these are really tough. They're actually hurting the bottom of my feet because they're so rough on the inside. I know when I bought these socks a year ago, they were very soft and fuzzy. Why are they so rough now? And so I sent out a thing. I said, okay, my I'm tired of my socks getting holes on them or turning really rough and they're not soft anymore. They're getting stretched out where they won't stay on my foot because as I run, it will fall down into my shoe, making it very uncomfortable and I have to stop and get the sock pulled back up. This, this is ridiculous. Why am I buying socks every single year? So I just sent out a Facebook message and said, hey, does anybody know of really good quality socks? I'm tired of buying socks every year. And I got a lot of responses. And that's something that the Facebook group is for, to help you with these situations. I had a lot of great responses. I ended up settling on darn tough socks. They're a little pricey. It was $10 a pair. Like, what? Gasp! That is kind of expensive. You can usually get $10 for a whole bunch of them. But again, every year I got to get new ones. So I spent $10 on a pair just to try them out. But you know what's wonderful about them? They are lifetime guaranteed. If there is any issue of them getting a hole or stretching out, whatever the case may be, you can send them in. They'll fix it or send you a new pair. So if I'm going to spend $10 on socks, they are going to be lifetime guaranteed. That's for sure. Another brand I have personally is Patagonia. I used to be a very avid rock climber, and I loved Patagonia. They are designed for outdoor sports. So their clothing is very flexible and versatile, which is great for women's clothing because before I found this, I would go rock climbing in jeans. Now, ladies, our jeans are meant to be tight. <laughs> and this is this was before they started putting spandex in the jeans and making them flexible. These were just tough. So you could only get your legs so high. So it stunk when you were rock climbing and you could only get your legs so high because now you couldn't climb the rock wall. So Patagonia, they were very nice comfortable, flexible. They were one of the first flexible clothings and with pockets. Not only that, pockets that zipped shut so that way while you're doing the activities, things didn't fall out of your pockets. Heck yes. Patagonia, they are a little pricey. I got the hookup because I knew somebody who was a direct seller, so I got their employee discount. For good clothing items, good quality clothing items and, and brands like that, anything that is out of style or out of season or last year's model, that's where the clearance items are. That's where the discount is. So if money is an object, you can go for that. Because to be honest, if you're buying the classic look, nobody's really going to know that it was last year's style. Can anybody else tell me last year's socks versus this year's socks? I don't think so. I've been buying the exact same in-style socks for about five years now. Nobody knows the date of my socks. It's the same thing with my Patagonia pants. They are still very much in style. The Patagonia line... It's also lifetime guaranteed. Any issues with rips or tears or stretching out, lifetime guaranteed. And they even offer repairs on their own, so you can mail it in and they'll just repair it themselves. If they can't, then you get a new item to replace it. Wonderful companies. There are many, many more out there. I could spend a whole podcast on that, but we're going to keep moving along. So that's for the beginners. If you 
feel that you are the intermediate group on this podcast, on this sustainable journey, here's a challenge that I have for you. And I stole this from One Million Women because it's a really cool concept. It's called a capsule wardrobe, which is around 30 items that mix and match easily. So that way you can get multiple outfits. Heck yeah. Step one, categorize. You got to make a list of all the essentials that you're going to need to include. Don't worry, you don't have to count socks and undergarments in your 30 items. So just the ones, just your main outfit items, socks and undergarments don't count. You get 30 for everything else. Sort out all of your clothes, dump them all onto the floor, and sort into three piles. You have your keep pile, your maybe pile, and it's got to go. And I know you're smart enough by now. What do you do with that got to go? You donate it or repurpose it. You do something with it. It does not go in the trash bin. Step three is to say goodbye. That's the hard part because usually we are emotionally tied to some of our personal items, including clothing. When it's got to go, you can give it away to friends, sell it online. If it's unwearable, repurpose them. Repurposing ideas, dog toys, cleaning rags for your kitchen, for your bathroom. You can make stuffed animals or stuffed monsters. I've made stuffed monsters because my animals didn't turn out right or I had really weird, goofy fabric to work with. Baby bibs, you can make makeup removers, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Tons and tons of ideas out there. Step four, putting your unworn clothes to good use is going to help encourage a circular economy and helps us break free from the fast fashion. That's, that's the hardest part, getting out of that fast fashion mindset. So overall, very good challenge. All right, all everybody else out there, the advanced level, if you think that you can do this, I've done it. I bet you can do it too. What is it? Don't buy any new clothes for an entire year. <gasps> Gasp again from the crowd. <laughs> you can do it. It's really not that bad. Step one, make a list of all your clothes so you appreciate what you already have. You can do it Marie Kondo style. If anybody's seen Marie Kondo on Netflix, get all of it out. Get everything out of the closets, the drawers, and pile it onto your bed. You need to physically see everything that you already have. You'd be surprised how much clothing you have and you don't even realize that you have it all. I know people who dig through their closet and they find clothes that have tags on them from over a year ago. Some of them were from two or three years ago. I couldn't believe it. They spent $80 on a dress and they never wore it. I get made fun of because I spend $10 on a pair of socks. But you know what? I'm wearing my socks every single week. <laughs> so to me, that was worth it. Step number two, challenge yourself to wait two weeks before buying anything. But wait a minute, Kaylin. I thought this was to not buy any new clothes for you. Just follow me with this. When you're walking through the mall or you're online, a little pop-up ad comes on, check out our new cute dress or our new cute shoes. Make you say, okay, two weeks from now, I have to wait two weeks from now before I can buy it. Two weeks goes by, you'll find that you don't even want them anymore. It's usually the impulse buys. So if you can make yourself wait, delay it two weeks, that impulse is gone and you'll find something better for your money. If you're getting tired of your clothes, because you will after a year wearing the same stuff over and over, you're going to get tired of it. And that's part of the, the fast fashion is that they've trained us to get tired of it and want something new and more. Here's what you can do. Go to a clothing swap. What is a clothing swap? I do this with my sisters all the time. Most family members do it, but you can organize it with friends. Find people of the same size or the same height as you, and you can swap clothes with them. So they're going to have to be on board with swapping clothes as well. 
but they're tired of their clothes, you're tired of yours. So instead of everybody donating it, just exchange it with each other. That's basically the clothing swap. And if you have special events, like, oh, I have a wedding that I need to go to, so I have to go buy a brand new fancy navy blue dress or whatever, just ask around your friends and your family and see if you can borrow something from somebody. Chances are you really can because everybody's got a ton of clothes. Be creative. That's step number five. You got to be creative. You're going to have to mend, repair, or alter your clothes into new styles. That's going to keep them looking fresh. Or you can wear them with new combinations. I tend to pick the same shirt to go with the same pants or the same sweater to go with the same undershirt. Mix and match it. Force yourself to get creative and create new combinations. Or add a scarf. (laughs) A scarf will change your entire outfit. The last one, number six, try out Project 333. If you haven't heard of this, it's kind of a really cool idea. It's a three-month-long challenge where you only wear 33 items of clothing, accessories, and shoes. If you already have your wardrobe, remember the key here is to not buy any new clothes for years. So for summer, pick only 33 items because that's your three months. Then for fall, of course I'm coming from a climate that has all four seasons, but you get what I'm saying. So then in the fall, you can get out your fall clothes, only 33 items and wear those. And then in the winter time, you get out 33 items of that for three months. You you see what I'm saying? So you work your way around the whole year. So it's a little challenge. It gets you through a whole year. It'll force you into some creative positions. It really will. It's a really awesome project. I did not personally try this particular project, but I love the idea. I love the concept. But already, I'm pretty minimalist as is. I have very classic clothing. I have mixed things that mix and match very well. And I have definitely gone a year plus. Actually, I've probably gone more than that without buying a new item of clothing. At that moment in time, though, it was due to financial reasons, not sustainable reasons, but I'm glad that I can tie it in that it was also being very sustainable. No matter what stage you're at, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, sometimes you're still going to need new clothes. You might have time constraints, like you just got a job interview and it's signed up for two days from now, and you're going to do your best with what you've got, but sometimes if you want that job, you're going to need some nice a nice new outfit. You know what I mean? Maybe you're invited to a last minute themed party and you need a Hawaiian shirt and you don't have one. So what can you do? You can organize a clothing swap like we've discussed. Go to thrift stores, see what you can get there. There's also an online store called Thread Up. I see ads for it all the time. I haven't tried it because I haven't really needed any new clothes, but that's a really great concept. It's basically an online thrift store. So you don't have to make a special trip to Goodwill or to the Salvation Army or to whatever your local thrift store is. Also online, clothing rentals. My sister did this for my wedding. I didn't even realize it. So for my wedding, she was a bridesmaid. And I tried to keep it simple. I said, I just want a floor-length gown, any shade of blue or purple. My whole wedding was blue and purple. Any shade of blue or purple, whatever shade you want, blue or purple, just as long as it's floor-length. So she rented it, and she found it online for $12. That's something to brag about. $12 for a bridesmaid's dress. Holy cow. I wish I'd have known about that before the wedding, because then I would have told all the other bridesmaids to do that and saved everybody a bunch of money. If you really, really do need to buy something brand new, none of these options have worked. Like if you're a germaphobe, or they don't. if you have a special size, like your has to get custom made to you for some reason. Anyways... Look for fashion companies 
that are eco-conscious. They do exist. They are going to cost a little bit more money, but you're going to get much better quality. It's going to be sustainably made, and the workers are going to get paid fair wages. I do see we're coming up upon the 30-minute mark, so I'm going to wrap this up. I do have one more bonus challenge for the diehards out there. And I got this from Amy Livingston at moneycrashers.com. Her article, How to Buy Sustainable, Eco-Friendly Clothes on a Budget. So she says, if you want to take into account all of the water and emissions and the ecological footprint and the dyes and the chemicals, and I didn't even get into that in this podcast. There is a whole lot more out there on why the fashion industry is so horrible for the earth. That was a bit too much for me. I just tried to keep it simple for this podcast. But basically, I I could go through all that. In the end, if you do need to buy new clothes, these are the materials that you want them to be made out of in order to have the least amount of negative impact on the earth. Try to get items that are made from linen, hemp, bamboo, lyocell. I have no idea what lyocell is, so I'd look that up. Lyocell is typically sold under the brand name Tencel, T-E-N-C-E-L. And this fabric is made from a wood pulp, usually eucalyptus wood, which grows quickly with little water and little chemicals. That's why it's so great for the earth. Unlike rayon, rayon is one of the bad ones. It's another wood-based fabric, but the lyocell doesn't produce very much pollution. And the lyocell fabric is naturally wrinkle-resistant, so it's easily cared for. Other fabrics include alpaca, organic wool, or silk. So they're not quite vegan, those last three. They're also going to be very pricey, (laughs) very, very pricey. I got a pair of alpaca socks for Christmas, and I think they were $30 or $40. They were a gift. That was very nice. I appreciate the person that gave those to me, but holy moly, are they expensive. But they do keep my toes very, very warm, and I still have them many years later. Those are the materials to look for when you're trying to be eco-conscious of the fashion that you need to purchase. If you want to go for eco-friendly brands, there are many of them out there. You can do your research. I have a handful here ready to go for you. The ones that I mentioned earlier, which is Darn Tough Socks and Patagonia. In addition to that, Alternative Apparel, Pact, P-A-C-T, People Tree, Fair Indigo, Maggie's Organics, Prana, which is P-R-A-N-A, Prana is also very good, and Urban Renewal. There are many, many more out there, but those are the ones that I could find to list for you quickly. So as promised, I'm wrapping it up. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you again for your support. If you want to know more, you can check out www.startingsustainability.com. If you do that web address, startingsustainability.com forward slash podcast. You can catch this podcast again if you want to. I think I'm going to, I think I will. I'm going, this podcast had a lot of great information and a lot of resources that I quoted. So I want to make it easy for you to get those resources. So I'm going to try to figure out how to get the resources available for you on there. I think I'm going to call it show notes. So look, look for a show notes section. If you want to get a hold of me, There are a couple ways you can do that. You can email me at Kaylin, K-A-Y-L-I-N. So that's Kaylin at startingsustainability.com. And now I'm also on Facebook. That's probably going to be a whole lot easier for you to find. I feel Facebook's a lot easier versus sending an email for some reason. 
And again, the Facebook group is called Starting Sustainability. So thank you everybody very much for another wonderful episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you learned something from it. No matter what stage you are on your journey, whether you are brand new, if you're intermediate or advanced, or even the diehards, you don't have to do everything that I talked about today. Just pick one or two of them, implement them into your life, and just see how it goes. So thank you again, and I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of the week.